When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, stranger. The Opus is moving out and into a new season as we continue to explore the ongoing legacy of music's most iconic records. I'm your host, Adam Unz, and this season we're celebrating the 45th anniversary of Billy Joel's fifth studio album, The Stranger, a record whose critical and commercial success catapulted the piano man to superstardom. Helping us explore this classic collection are artists like Billy Joel's drummer Liberty DeVito, Regina Spector, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Rozzy, Lissy, The Arkells, Bayside's Anthony Renari, and Ben Folds. Great music shapes lives, shakes rafters, and embeds itself into our culture. So let's find out why only the good die young as we deep dive into The Stranger. The new season is out now and is brought to you by the Consequence Podcast Network and Sony Legacy Recordings. Find us at consequence.net or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz, at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. Um, I've got a fantastic guest for you today. I'm not going to lie. Singer, songwriter, and actor Caitlin Tarver joined me to talk about her spark, which is an unusual one, actually. Um, We talked about an episode of Brene Brown's Unlocking Us podcast, featuring her guests, Dax Shepard and Tim Ferriss. Um, That episode served as the inspiration for Caitlin's single Shit Happens off of her upcoming album Subject to Change. And uh, yeah, this is a really cool chat. Caitlin is really smart and very easy to talk to, so we had a very nice conversation. Um, So let's just dig in, right? Quick Caitlin facts. Caitlin Tarver is an American singer, songwriter, and actor. She appeared on the American Idol spinoff American Juniors in 2003, finishing fifth in the competition. She has since independently released a steady stream of music and has also written songs for other artists, including Cheryl of the British girl group Girls Aloud. Caitlin's work as an actor has included roles on Big Time Rush and HBO's Ballers. Caitlin's brand new album, Subject to Change, will be released on October 15th. Uh, Quick Unlocking Us facts. Unlocking Us is a podcast hosted by professor, lecturer, and author Brene Brown. It features conversations that unlock the deeply human part of who we are so that we can live, love, parent, and lead with more courage and heart. Brown's guests have included Brandy Carlisle, Roxanne Gay, Dolly Parton, and Oprah Winfrey. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, okay, there you have it. If there are no further questions, no? None? Good. Then let's head over to the interview. Here comes my chat with Caitlin Tarver about Unlocking Us. So the first question is usually, where did you uh, first here of this specific thing, but we've got kind of three layers here. So there's Brene Brown's work, there's this podcast generally, and then specifically this episode. So let's start with this podcast. How did you, uh, how did you come across it? Uh, I came across this podcast just because I don't know, I was a fan of Brene's work. And then obviously with the pandemic and 
I'm a fan of podcasts in general. And so um, I listen to them a lot. But I did find that during, you know, lockdown, I wasn't going on as many drives. So I was like, wasn't listening to as many podcasts. So one day I was just kind of like, in my head, kind of like, <laughs> about everything. And I was like, I just need to go on a walk, and listen to a podcast. And, and I remembered that she had, Brene had started a podcast called Unlocking Us. And I was like, this will probably be, probably be good. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I found, uh, I was just kind of scrolling through the episodes and found one where she's interviewing Dax Shepard and Tim Ferriss, who are like other, obviously they do other things, but have popular podcasts as well. And I just turned it on and um, loved it. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I'm just realizing this is like podcast inception or something. It's like a podcast know, right? about podcasters talking to podcasters. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So this particular episode, I mean, I, that, like, I think there's that one section that I know, mm -hmm. um, is the, the inspiration for your song. So maybe we can start with that, that, yeah. um, you know, Brene Brown saying, can you think of a bumper sticker that kind of encapsulates uh, your life philosophy? And I think that's a really interesting way to uh, kind of cut the fat from what people are talking about when they think about this, you know, huge concept that it's like, how do you define yourself in a few words? But right. thinking of something pithy, like a bumper sticker that it's like, you know, you see something as you're driving and you go, oh, yeah, I like that. Um, so kind yeah. of getting disarming people by saying it's it's about this thing that perhaps doesn't look that serious from, uh, you know, on the outside. Right. But then when you think about it a little bit more, you can, you know, get a bit more meaning from it. Yeah. 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 No, I think um, I thought it was such an interesting question. And she posed it like, because um, I was kind of re-listening to it again before this. And she says, like, what's a bumper sticker or short slogan that, you know, you think has a lot of potential to like, I don't know, like it, the overuse of it has made it sort of like lose its meaning or like its potential to help people or to help yourself or to help the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of how she posed it. And, uh, and you know, Brene asked Dax and Tim, and then she also gave an answer, which her answer was shit happens. And she just kind of talked about how, you know, that's what she chose because it is – her tendency to um, when something goes wrong to find someone to blame, whether it's like herself or someone else or just something that will help make sense of like why this happened, which is basically just her looking for control in a situation. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I just thought it just like struck me as like such an interesting concept and like such a relatable concept. And um you know, I was like, yeah, I, that's what I'm doing all the time. <laughs> right. It's like, whether on like a, you know, usually like on a smaller scale is when you can tend to do that because the bigger tragedies or, or things in life that we really just don't know, you know, it's harder to say, well, shit happens. But I just started thinking about that in the context of like, um, how it related to a frustration that I've had for a long time with like, whether it's in myself or, or seeing it in other people of like, Oh, I'm going through something really hard and I'm sharing it and it's painful and having someone sort of gloss over it in an attempt to like be comforting, 
by saying like, oh, well, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Or um, you're just going to grow so much from this. And, you know, I think those are helpful things to say and think because I don't think it's helpful to like wallow in your pain forever either. But mm-hmm. I've always seen that kind of bring more pain rather than comfort. Um, and so I've just, I don't know, I was thinking, of, I've been thinking about that for a long time of just like, I don't know, just that idea and how could I write something about that. And then when Brene said shit happens, I was just like, I wonder if there's a song in there. And so I, um, yeah, like I was in the middle of writing and working on new music and I took it to a session. And it's funny because it started out as a little bit more of like a lighthearted concept. Like we were just kind of like plucking the guitar and being like, you know, shit happens like when you step in gum and then you get a parking ticket and then you you know it's like it started out as kind of these lighthearted things and then as we were writing it kind of got like more existential and kind of more heavy and then we like uh the producer started playing piano and then it just sort of took over this tone of like oh this might be a little bit more of a of like a hard truth like serious type of song and so we just kind of went with it and um but yeah the spark was planted by um by that podcast, by Brene saying that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about it like that. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, in this episode of this podcast, it is like, it's, it's almost two hours, I think. So um, yeah. it's a, like a moment <laughs> in this larger conversation. But I think that's a really important concept in all of Brene Brown's work that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was just watching the TED talk that she did that has like whatever, 56 million views. Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. And she's talking about some of these concepts and just how it's human nature to A, look for answers and want like concrete definition in your life so that there isn't this mystery, there isn't this unknown, but also assigning blame and in particular blaming yourself for stuff. Um, Right. So I think, you know, especially what you were saying about like tragedy, people dying, those moments where it's like people are crushed, they're at their lowest and Mm -hmm. needing to say it isn't just that the universe is chaos and just bad things happen and there is no reason. It's it's easier sometimes to process grief in particular when you can say this is happening to me because blah – um, right. And I'm, I, I kind of feel the opposite way that to me, it's easier to say it doesn't there there. It's it's not meaningless, but it, right. it isn't happening to you because of anything you've done or because of anything that anybody has done. It's just, you know, life is happy and it's sad. It's, you know, scary. There's all of these different things that happen and they're all mm-hmm. a part of living and it's not anybody's fault. Right. Right. No, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it. And that's kind of what I wanted to get across with the song. It's like, because I think on the surface, it could be like, wow, like, what a, is this like a nihilistic message of like, (laughs) well, you can't do anything about it. And everything's chaos. And there's no meaning. And, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. I don't, I don't also believe that um, there can't be anything that you learn from pain, or there obviously is a ton of stuff you learn from pain and suffering and failure and all those like hard things we go through life usually do bring the most growth and the most can bring good things. But like you were saying at the beginning, it's that like, at least for me, how I struggle with it is like that grasp for certainty and like the, the want for the ground to be solid and not moving and like, okay, I can, I can make sense of this. I can, I can 
in turn, that makes me feel like I can predict what's going to happen. And then if I can predict, predict what's going to happen, I cannot get hurt and I cannot feel, you know, this feeling that's going to be uncomfortable. It's like this crazy, like obsession with, um, yeah, trying to predict what's going to happen and avoid it by being prepared, which I realize is just like not a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like what, um, that feeling and that concept really inspired a lot of what this album is, is about in general. Like, and that's why I called it subject to change. It's kind of like that feeling of like, Oh yeah. Like, God, you cannot predict what's going to happen. You can't prepare yourself for how it's going to feel when something goes right or wrong or whatever. And um, that's just really hard. I think like there's just the truth about it. It's like, yeah, there is so much uncertainty. There's so much unknown. And that's, you kind of have to like learn to accept that and learn how to be okay with that. And for me, that's really hard. Right. And I'm just thinking about the stuff that's been happening in the world for the last year and a half. Exactly. That (laughs) everything is so full of uncertainty right now. And there is Mm -hmm. this gigantic global impulse to say, okay, we need an ending. We need to know answers as to how we're all going to be safe and uh, be able to live our lives again. And, you know, the irony is that everyone is saying science is failing us because the information keeps changing. And the nature of science is that it's studying and analyzing accumulated data and trying to have the best answer at the moment, knowing that the answer is almost always going to change. And with more information and more data is a greater understanding And so many people don't want to hear that and think that that's not what science should do. Science is supposed to give you concrete answers that don't change. So, you know, Anthony Fauci saying nobody needs to worry about wearing masks. Those can go to healthcare workers. And then with new information saying actually everyone should wear masks all the time. And it's like, wait a minute. What is this guy? He's a phony. I know. And I get it. It's like, you know, it's just like, can someone know something for sure? And like, I totally, you know, I think that's just, yeah, like you said, it's human nature to like crave that certainty and to crave the answers and to realize that like, that's usually not how life works. I don't know. It's just something that was very, uh, I was experiencing in my own life. And while the whole world was experiencing that too, with the pandemic and just it being like this giant metaphor for like, see (laughs) no one could have seen this coming no one could have predicted this and now we're all like ah um so yeah it's 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 heavy it's a Mm -hmm. lot (laughs) yeah but i think in a lot of ways it's also full of optimism it's like being able to let go and say you don't have to take responsibility the the, the responsibility is not yours for this this is not your burden and um you know relinquishing control is a really difficult thing. I don't think that it's human nature to say, I am, there is nothing I can do to change this. And I just have to accept that this is the way things are. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. It is freeing. And that's kind of like what the song was about too, is like, yeah, you have to eventually allow yourself to like, accept that you're human and Mm -hmm. like you're, going to make mistakes you're not going to be perfect you're not going to um be able to control what goes on and what happens to you and how you know you can't avoid pain you can't you can't do anything like you can but like striving for perfection and to like um 
to be in control is just it's exhausting. And so, yeah, for me, it was like this process was just like, and I'm still, I probably will be, you know, I think we're all doing this our whole lives, but like how, you know, I think a lot of the past few years of my life have been like, whoa, like I have always craved certainty so much and, and, and thought that like my behavior, if it was perfect and if I checked all the boxes the right way, like, and did things by the book, it would bring stability and it would bring, you know, prediction and control. And that's just not how it worked. So obviously it caused me to reevaluate a lot of how I saw the world of what I was doing. And I think with that, it caused me to just be like, almost like allergic to certainty. I was just Mm. like, like if anyone presents as like, this is how it is. I'm just like, nah, you don't know. (laughs) and that and that is liberating because it is it's it's also scary because it sort of like feels like you're floating and like again I don't know if I'll feel this way forever but it's like kind of what I'm going through now and uh just trying to kind of let it be what it is you know yeah and also I mean I think another thing about the way that the world is now with everybody on social media and the need for validation being so strong That the idea that people can just let go and not care about other people's opinions, you know, another thing that Brene Brown was saying in this TED talk is, Mm -hmm. you know, you can ask your husband how you look that day. He can say, you're absolutely beautiful. And you're just like, fuck off. I know that's not true. And go outside and be like, but what do all these other people think? Um, (laughs) Exactly. So (laughs) just that idea that, you know... there's this other impulse to look for confirmation that you are to blame, that you've done something wrong, that Mm -hmm. you can not only assign meaning to things, but assign a negative meaning that means you should have done something differently and um, just kind of overthinking things. And so as you were saying, like letting go of that stuff and being able to just try, you know, I think it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a, hard road to really get to a point where you can accept, you know, that, uh, you are not the one who is in charge of everything and that there's only so much Mm -hmm. you can control, but really striving for that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, yeah, I do feel like with social media, with being someone who, you know, is very, like I'm putting music out. I'm, I'm always, I feel like I'm always out there whether because I'm an actress as well. So it's like I'm auditioning and I'm always putting myself out there for like validation. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you do something and then let it go and not let it affect your sense of self or your sense of worth and like sort of not let that overwhelm you, which is um, then it's really challenging. Even if you don't do this line of work, I think, like you said, we're all kind of putting ourselves out there and and wanting that affirmation. And then also being really good at remembering the negative and not remembering the positive. It's like you were saying, it's like, oh, your husband tells you you look beautiful. It's like, well, okay. Yeah. But like this person didn't say it or, or this person said this. And like, you're, I'm obsessed with this negative comment and I'm fixated on it. And I'm like, what? And that's what I remember. And that goes into social media too. And like just being fixated on all of that is, is really, it's really hard. Yeah. I think that, uh, comparison to 
yeah. uh, auditioning and, and acting and, and all of that. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm an actor too. And yeah. um, all my life I've been told that the healthiest way to deal with auditions is to leave them and forget and just be like, right. it didn't happen. I may or may not get that job. If I hear about it, great, whatever. And it's like, that is the dictionary definition of easier said than done. Um, yeah, I've heard that a million times. I'm like, who came up with this? Because did they really, were they really able to do that? Because I'm not buying it. It's like, you can't care about something. You can't want something. You can't put yourself out there and then just be like, and I'm letting it go. Like it didn't happen. It's just like not possible. I've never been able to do that. And it seems like you haven't either. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, such a weird thing we do, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and I, I think, you know, the over analysis there is that you leave an audition, and you'll be like, oh, I should have done this. Or oh, maybe yeah. it was, you know, and especially if you don't get a job, like constantly racking your brain to figure out what it was that you could have done differently when it, it may not even have anything to do with you. It could be that the, you know, director's <laughs> niece got the job and there was, it was never going to happen in the first place. And the auditions were a formality. So, um, and in exactly. 99% of cases, you never know what the reason was. Um, so just yeah. being able to say whatever, move on to the next one. Um, and yeah. you know, easier said than done, but, uh, totally striving for that at least. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think like, um, that is, you know, even as we're talking about it, it is like such a reminder of like, Oh, like, you know, yes. So much of my life is like, put yourself out there, crave, uh, validation, feedback, or, or, you know, for something to make sense of like, why I didn't get it, why this didn't happen, why this did happen. And yeah, like you said, 99% of the time you, you don't get it. So it's, um, I think it is such a practice to try and just be like, okay, yeah, what is, what's at the core of this here? Like, what am I after? Why am I after this, uh, validation? And that's what kind of like makes me think about all these things and write songs about it and be like, I don't know. It's just, it's just fascinating to me, um, to, to be in, I don't know, that place where you're, you are just kind of like, here I am. And that's it. And then, because I I was thinking about this, it's like, you have to put so much, I want to put so much energy and effort into the, into the music I'm making, into what I'm doing, into making it the best it can be. And then having to then flip a switch to like, let go of the outcome Mm -hmm. is like, it's just like, that's not possible. Right. Right. (laughs) And I think, um, yeah, I think trying to find the balance between that, um, is the work, right? <laughs> right, right. And especially for artists when, you know, you yeah. are putting your heart and soul into something and mm-hmm. working on it and, uh, you know, trying to make it as perfect as you possibly can and then putting it out into the world and you have no control over other people's opinions and, yeah. you know, trying to please everyone all of the time, especially when you're a public figure and, you know, you have a lot of eyes on you. It's like, right. you're going to drive yourself crazy. There's no way yeah. to have 100% approval constantly. Um, no. And also relating to this show, you know, in this particular episode, talking to people who are uh, part of 12-step programs and Brene Brown mm-hmm. herself is in recovery and yep. thinking about the serenity prayer 
as like a, a perfect example of this line of thinking, you know, accepting the things you can't change, um, right. trying to change the things that you can and knowing the difference between the two. Um, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with that on a, you know, micro and macrocosmic level that, you know, there are things, the biggest concepts that, you know, the, the mysteries of the world that right. you can assign meaning to things. You can, mm-hmm. uh, decide that the reason yeah. the world is like this is because of this, but right. you can never really know for sure. And, um, right. you can, you're either able to let that go and say, I can't know. And it's just the way things are, or you can drive yourself crazy, really trying to find the meaning. Um, and then just those everyday things that, you know, why did, why was that guy mean to me at Starbucks? And it's like, again, (laughs) it's in his brain. You'll never know, but, um, you just kind of have to try to move on as best you can. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why I'm drawn to people like Brene and her work and Dax and Tim and and just their willingness to talk about these things and to like share their experiences and, you know, to see someone like they're all very successful in their own right. And to, to hear kind of in depth about how they're still insecure. They're still after validation mm-hmm. all the time. They're, they're struggling with these concepts and these ideas. It's, it's, you know, kind of back to that feeling of like, Oh, this is kind of a freeing thing to know that you will never get it figured out. It'll be kind of this lifelong uh, road that you're on. Um, and that's kind of what's fun about life. And, and I think that also excites me to want to continue making, you know, the, the type of art that I make. It's just like, I love exploring these concepts and to know that like this well is probably never going to run dry is mm. <laughs> kind of exciting. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause you'll never, you'll probably never get like a full handle on it. Right. Um, and I just, I appreciate people that can talk about it and share that way. Yeah. And that to me is, you know, one of the greatest things about life is having mm-hmm. some mystery and having mysteries that are never going to be solved and still, you know, wanting more information, wanting to create new work, wanting to have, uh, you know, wealth of material to draw from that's ever changing yeah. so that, you know, mm-hmm. you can keep creating work that feels alive and relevant and, um, like you're not stuck in one place. And I think you really have yeah. to push yourself to get outside of your comfort zone and, mm-hmm. um, to yeah. embrace the chaos to be able to produce your best work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. I feel very satisfied with this. I, um, okay, great. yeah. Do you, do you feel good? Do you feel that was like, easy? Yeah. I mean, I could talk for hours about this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. I mean, unless you want to get into anything more specific, but, um, that's I'm, totally fine with me. I mean, if, uh, if there are things that I have missed, if there's, uh, anything that, uh, about the process of, writing or um anything that i guess not i mean we kind of i think we kind of got into it right yeah 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 i think you know a good overview of how this moment in time really uh sparked uh the the inspiration to to make this song i like to throw in as many uh taglines and catchphrases for the show as i can you gotta just keep reminding me you're listening you know the spark yes Uh, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Long pause. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, thanks for having me. This was so 
so nice. Yes. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Are you out in LA or are you in New York? You, you may have I heard the uh, sirens at the beginning of the uh, interview. <laughs> That's why. Um, yeah. Yep. yep. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. great to meet you. Yeah. Great you chat. too. Yes. Um, and thank All you right. so much again. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. That was fantastic. What a smart and thoughtful person. Thanks again to Caitlin for chatting with me. Her new album, Subject to Change, will be released on October 15th. And you can listen to the single Shit Happens right now. Uh, okay, so quick inspirational work of the week from me. I went to see The Eyes of Tammy Faye this weekend, which is a dramatized version of the documentary of the same name, which in turn told the story of Tammy Faye and Jim Baker, who were televangelists who spectacularly fell from grace after a fraud scandal that landed Jim Baker in prison. Um, this movie is such high camp. It's ridiculous. Jessica Chastain plays Tammy Faye Baker, who is notorious for having shit tons of makeup and, you know, big hair and being just like a, a loud, boisterous character. And this is probably my favorite Jessica Chastain performance ever. Ever. She really nails Tammy Faye's mannerisms and the sound of her voice, and she really looks like her. And also... Tammy Faye and Jim were from Minnesota, and it's very hard for people to nail a Minnesota accent. I grew up in Minnesota, so I'm very sensitive to this, and she did a perfect job, like the best Minnesota accent I've heard on screen for a very long time, if not ever. So, uh, anyway, I really enjoyed it, and if you're a fan of true stories full of over-the-top campery, then you should check it out. And that's kind of it for me. Um, I will be back again on Friday with a special episode. Do not get used to this two times a week nonsense, okay? I'm giving you extra treats now until the end of October, but then I'm going to viciously cut you off. But for now, bonus Fridays! Um, I'll have my first bit of Fantastic Fest coverage, too. This is the horror, sci-fi, action, etc. festival that I've mentioned in the past. So first dispatch from the festival coming straight at you in a couple of days. But for now, be good, stay safe, and until next time, bye! Hey there, Robo fans and Dino fans. Do you like science fiction? Do you like movies about robots and dinosaurs? Do you like podcasts that explore sci-fi philosophy through a fun and positive lens? Then you are going to love Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Every week, your host, Louis G, invites a guest onto the show to talk about one of their favorite sci-fi movies. It's a Robocast. It's a Dinocast. It's a battle for ultimate awesomeness in science fiction pop culture. Subscribe to Robots vs. Dinosaurs on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes every Friday. Follow us on Instagram at RobosBDinos or Twitter at VsRobots. That is at VsRobots. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.